now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union labels. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Welcome back to the second hour of the Alan Nathan Show. Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. By the way, if you'd like to access the archives of the Alan Nathan Show, just go to www.mainstreetradionetwork.com, and there you can find a veritable treasure trove of past shows with and without the host whenever there's been a guest host. But go there. There's lots going on there at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. Well, uh, you may or may not know that Circuit uh, St. Louis uh, Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner resigned, and uh, we're going to find out the circumstances of that with our next guest, Daquan Rice, Executive Director of Concerned Communities for America. And uh, thank you, Daquan, for joining us here on the Alan Nathan Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back on with you. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and so Concerned Communities for America is an organization, uh, I'm reading this, black and brown leaders committed to making life better for their communities. Apparently, they are people are pretty happy that Kim Gardner resigned. Why did she resign, and how come people are happy? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, this is a this is a great news for uh, the city of St. Louis, but more importantly, uh, it's great news for the country. You know, putting on notice prosecutors who refuse to do their jobs and hold you know our cities uh, accountable. Um, for the, the crime and things like that that are happening in the community. And so, you know, there are a number of reasons why, you know, Tim Gardner um, made this decision that she made public. Um, but, you know, in her uh, press conference, one of the things that she said is she didn't feel supported, right, from the very beginning. But the truth was she had all the support. She had all the backing that she needed. She just didn't have the quality and the, uh, of leadership in order to be effective uh, leader for change in the, in the, city, the city of St. Louis. Um, you know, most notably, you know, she cited that uh, there was so many so much opposition, but you had Republicans and Democrats alike who held her feet to the fire and held her accountable to do her job. And when she just didn't do that uh, this past March, they filed uh, the articles to remove her from office. So this mm. is just her jumping the gun and uh, saying that, you know, I'm going to quit before you fire me. Hmm. Well, um, there is one of probably numerous horrifying stories that I'd like you to speak about. Mm-hmm. A, a high school athlete who lost her legs after being run down yeah. by a convicted felon who this uh, uh, attorney, Gardner, let roam free even after he violated his bond over one hundred times tell us about that yes absolutely um which is this is one of many horrifying situations where you have this young lady uh just uh 18 years old a star basketball player um you know just out 
regular night or with her friends and her family um, and, you know, a car accident that, that lost her, you know, her legs and her future. Um, you know, the young man who committed, who committed the crime um, had not only been arrested on multiple uh, uh, larceny and uh, theft charges, but he had been released over and over and over again um, at Kim Gardner's um, um, leadership, you know, because he had been deemed to be, quote unquote, an at-risk youth, meaning that because he was a minority, because, you know, he come from the, the uh, inner city, that, you know, this couldn't have been his fault, um, you know, that he was continuing to make the same mistakes and commit the same crimes over and over again. And that shows us that when there is a lack of accountable leadership, that it is not the criminals who suffer. The criminals, they prosper. It is the, the law-abiding citizens, the everyday Americans who suffer and many times lose our lives and our livelihoods yeah. as a result of Of all colors, of all colors and creeds, Absolutely. victims. Um, what do you make of this pro-criminal, anti-law-abiding citizen, DAs around the country, often supported by George Soros? What do you make of this shift against the rule of law? What do you think's going on there? We've never seen anything like it. Absolutely. This, this push is signifies a, a growing, you know, radical demand uh, among most uninformed Americans, right? You know, these are, these are individuals, young individuals who fall susceptible to, you know, uh, meme culture and, and other forms of, of manipulation by, um, you know, the left and, and other radical groups who choose to pretty much destabilize our, our, our system of government in this way. So, you know, we kind of have a call. And one of the things that we talk about at CCA is empowering our communities, you know, not with not with propaganda, not with, you know, um, you know, radical messages, but with the truth. We bring the truth to the people and, and we allow them to make the decisions that they need in order to keep their communities uh, safe and prosperous. Um, yes. You know, so one of the things that I like to charge all Americans and not, not just black Americans with is knowing the facts for yourself, understanding what is out there, what is real, what is fake. And I think the people of St. Louis understand that what they were sold with Kim Gardner did not live up to the reality of what they got in a leader who was completely ineffective um, yeah. and, and, you know, not truly caring about the needs of the citizens. Boy, that's for sure. Who do we need to applaud for holding uh, Kim Gardner's feet to the fire of not doing her job? Uh, let's celebrate the fact that people were successful. Who were they? How did they do it? And is this happening in other places around the country? Yes. So, you know, you had uh, Republican Attorney General uh, Andrew Bailey, who really took the lead um, and, you know, moving the ball on the legal steps necessary to remove uh, Kim Gardner from office. So, you know, a big applause to him and his work um, of truly looking yeah. out for the, for the safety of the community. And we, we are seeing this happen more and more across uh, the country where, you know, in New York, there have been um, articles and, and um, other civil suits filed um, against the, 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 the DA there. You, ha you see it in Chicago where people are, you know, really coming against and standing up against Kim Fox, um, even in places as, you know, seemingly helpless as, Saint, um, as um, San Francisco. You are seeing more and more individuals and groups lead the way, especially among conservative uh. groups within the state legislatures.
So it yeah. is happening and there is hope. Um, our goal is to support <laughs> those leaders and really get the truth and messages out there. Boy, is that ever important. I mean, we're talking about a place we're talking about in the Northeast, uh, excuse me, the Northwest in uh, Portland, was it Seattle, where mobs just took over six blocks of a city, overtook a police mm-hmm. department just to flex their muscles. So a lot of lawlessness is not being uh, is, is not being pleased. I think we should just defund the police, right, Daquan? That's what we need to do. Just defund the police, take away all law abiding, all law enforcement whatsoever. Talk about, uh, if you would, in our last couple of minutes, uh, Concerned co- Communities for America. What is it? How can people support you? That would be great. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, CCA, we are a nonprofit that focuses on uh, bringing conservative messages back to minority communities across the country and empowering those communities to live out that message and those uh, values, not just in their daily lives, but in the way that they you know, vote and hold, their, hold our government accountable for the things that they support and the things they don't support, as well as what they, what they say. Um, we go community by community. And we listen to the needs of these communities and we bring them back to elected officials and really let them know that this is the solutions or these are the solutions that your community is craving for. You know, so we encourage you to support the people who elected you and not the party, because the party is not fully representative of the individuals who are living, you know, these realities um, on a daily basis. Um, And we empower elected officials. We also empower uh, faith leaders and thought leaders as well as business leaders to really take up the mantle of keeping our community safe and thriving across the country. Um, and if anyone is interested in, you know, joining in hand in hand with what we do, you can go to our website at concerncommunities.org. Uh, you can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at CC for America. Um, and we love to connect with it with everyone. Well, you are so good at radio because you knew you had to wrap it up. Say those last two real quick and then we'll have to leave it there. <laughs> Absolutely. We're online at ConcernedCommunities.org and um, on social media at CC for America. Very good. Daquan Rice, Executive Director of Concerned Communities of America. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Ellen Nathan Show. Well, we are going to have Scott Powell next. Boy, oh boy, we love talking to him. He's usually optimistic. This time, he has a warning for all of us. Oh boy, can't wait for that. Karen Kathleen filling in for Alan Nathan on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. Spring is here. Time to get out of the gym and take your workout outdoors. Whether you're walking, running, swimming, or biking, it's important to have a proper warm-up routine to prevent injuries. Five-time Ironman triathlon world champion Craig Crowey-Alexander has some advice. Sprains, strains and injuries can happen to any athlete. Even a minor injury can affect your performance and derail your fitness routine. One of the best ways to try and prevent injuries is to make sure you prepare properly. Alexander recommends always starting with a 10 to 15 minute dynamic warm-up. Activation exercises combined with some dynamic movements like lunges are great for warming up. Focus on one specific movement at a time until you feel ready to go. 
Be sure to listen to your body and use proper support gear when needed to protect yourself and prevent injury. The Curad Performance Series Ironman lineup includes rugged supports, wraps, kinesiology tape, bandages, and analgesics to support you on your fitness journey. For more, go to curad.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. I'm a commentator, columnist, all-around rabble-rouser. And before we get to our next guest, I just want to mention that uh, you can hear my show uh, spouting off every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, And I do that show out of Nashville, New Hampshire, even though with the miracle of technology, 
you uh, you don't even have to necessarily live in Nashua, New Hampshire. I think a lot of people are are learning that uh, the broadcast industry has changed dramatically, uh, some for the better and some for the worse. Uh, but you can do a show anywhere in the country, and that's what I do. Uh, now, uh, as far as our next guest, he uh, has been very optimistic about things. He wrote a wonderful book uh, called Rediscovering America, and he maintains that in order to save America, we have to go back to our founding documents, our founding principles, and look at uh, our guaranteed rights and responsibilities. His name is Scott Powell. He is Senior Fellow at the Discovery Institute and a Fellow at Stanford's Hoover University. He is author of a new article at Town Hall called The Final Chinification of the United States. Welcome, Scott Powell, to the program. You're on The Alan Nathan Show. Yes. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. I can hear oh, you. Oh, wonderful. Great, wonderful. Great. Scott Powell, of all people. Let's just <laughs> dive right into this article here. Sobering article about the final Chinification of the United States. You're usually so optimistic. This one is not so optimistic. Tell us. Well, you know, as a writer, you want to always try to get the reader's attention. So sometimes you'll overstate uh, something in a, in a title because it, it – uh, you know, it draws the reader to read the content, and that's half the battle. So, because everyone's busy, you're competing for people's attention. So I may have overstated it, but the fact is that we are in a process of Chinification in America and have been for really decades. Uh, one could argue that it really started with, uh, you know, with industrial, technological espionage, uh, you know, uh, stealing our technological secrets, but there's been a, China has more students in the United States than any other country in the world. There are over 300,000 Chinese students in America today at schools, universities, mm-hmm. uh, and these are, these are focused on, uh, you know, the advanced technology type universities. So um, that's been part of their strategy. And all these, all these people are really under control because they would uh, coerce the families back in China if the students ever got out of line. Uh, in other mm-hmm. words, the, the students know the way it's played, and they have to conform uh, to, to being supportive of, of, uh, of China. Uh, in other words, they, it's, it's very difficult to defect as a student to a, a free America. Mm. So that, that's part of their, their strategy. But you know, they've been buying up farmland They've been buying up companies. They bought up Smithfield Foods, the largest ham uh, producer in America, is a Chinese-owned company now, uh, and many, many, many other companies. They're building a a battery plant in Michigan right now. It's being contested by the locals. But the Chinese want to ultimately own as much of America as they can. That's a Chinification. And their hope is that we will collapse from within because they are – very involved in this uh, unrestricted warfare. It's this non-kinetic, unrestricted warfare. So I think as 
You study things, you recognize that they know our culture better than we do, and they know how to instigate and foment division within our country because uh, that is in their interest. They they want to be able to really walk into America without actually firing a shot. Yeah, with the help of a good many uh, people who've sold our country out, namely Joe Biden, who they denied was taking money from China and did take money from China. This is so overwhelming. I just want to add this, and then I I want you to comment. Um, This article on the town hall, I encourage everybody to read it. Town Hall, Scott Powell, The Final Chinification of America. You talk about, in your very first paragraph, The Matrix, a 1999 science fiction film that depicted humanity being unknowingly trapped in a false reality. Um, and that we are being lied to on vital matters by our own government. Uh, A lot of people who have that curse of awareness, as I call it, are despondent over that. But what, what, if anything, can we do about it? Well, our our first responsibility is, um, uh, is to really understand what we're up against and to push back on every front. Uh, it's important to get involved in local politics because um, if we can change the school boards and we can take over city councils and the mayor's office and, and, and state legislatures, we are protecting ourselves. We have a federal government now, at least under the Biden regime, that is really, really uh, corrupt. And it's not, it's not just the old kind of corruption. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a deeper one. It's really a treasonous corruption. And I'll go so far as to say that that the Biden family, that Joe Biden is not just a, um, you know, a compromised uh, president from taking Chinese money, but Mm -hmm. he's actually a controlled asset of the Chinese. Mm. And there are others there are others around around Biden that are very, very similar. Mm. And, of course, they don't want this ever to be understood. So they have this constant a threat of of uh, exposure if they don't conform with what the goals of the Chinese are. The Chinese don't give the Biden family, you know, over 30 million dollars and that's that's the conservative sum that no one disagrees with. Uh-huh. Uh that's from Peter Schweitzer's work. Uh, that the Biden family has received 31 million dollars. <laughs> uh wow. They don't make those investments without getting a return on it. That's Remember, the, the, the CCP, the Chinese CCP, is a criminal enterprise. Okay. They operate just as the mafia does. That is, everything they do is based on deceit and control. And that's, that's, that is how China is ruled. That is how they operate in the United States. That is how they operate in, in taking, uh, you know, in, in, in compromising and ultimately controlling assets around the world. Um, Unfortunately, we as Americans are not well equipped to understand this because we are, you know, we have a Judeo-Christian heritage Uh and we want to think well of our opponents and we we project on them what we think is the way people uh, respond. We apologize for the truncated interview that we had, but we always love 
having you on. Scott Powell, read his article, Town Hall, The Final Chinification of the United States. We always appreciate you. Thank you for your work. Well, we're moving right along, and uh, we'll talk a little more about Tucker Carlson in our next segment with another guest. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show here on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, sponsored by Coca-Cola. Know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools... Suddenly, everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, You can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. (laughs) I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. 
I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. And yes, lots going on with Tucker. It seems like he's starting a uh, an association with Elon Musk, who he had just interviewed on Twitter. But here to talk more is Larry Ward. Talk about that more. He has a Stand With Tucker pack. Larry is founder of Conservative Stack, a conservative alternative for mass email and communications. He's also president of Political Media Inc., as well as chairman of the Constitutional Rights Pack. Larry, good to have you on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. That's a lot of titles I have there. Yes, you do. So were you surprised at the news that Tucker Carlson will continue his show on Twitter? And what does that mean for the rest of us? Watch well, it. You know, it means, it means something great. And here's what it means. It means that Tucker Carlson cannot be put in a corner. Remember, remember the movie uh, uh, Dirty Dancing? <laughs> Nobody put Yeah, Sandy don't put corner. her in the corner. Nobody puts Tucker Carlson in the corner, and, and he's coming out. He's coming out yeah. swinging, and and I, you know, I wouldn't want to be Fox News because Tucker is in the right here. Um, you know, he did nothing wrong to lose his show. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of speculation. Was this part of the uh, the, the Dominion uh, lawsuit? Who knows? You know, potentially it was. They 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 pushed him in. I don't know. Uh, was this because? The deep state, uh, you know, was it because the deep state hated Tucker Carlson and the and the Pentagon cheered when he was uh, fired? Could it could have wow. been pressure from the deep state because he was saying uh, he was telling the truth about the military in Ukraine? Now, was, was it was that it because... happened just the week before, too? He was saying Absolutely. that the media and everybody's lying to us about the 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 war in Ukraine. Absolutely. And they they may not like that. I guess. Absolutely. Could it could it be that he interviewed, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, Democratic presidential candidate uh, RFK Jr. Uh, about the COVID vaccine and actually had uh, Big Pharma come after him? You know, look, 
the, the, the Pfizer did, was exposed by James O'Keefe a week or two later, James O'Keefe was thrown out of his own company. So you, you know yeah. how powerful the, the pharma lobby is. And, and so, you know, could it be any of those things? Probably. What I think it also could be is what happened between the Friday that he was thrown off the air and the Monday he was actually the, the Friday he signed off as I'll see you Monday and the Monday when he was working uh, and told he could not he does not have a show anymore on Fox. What happened that weekend? Well, something interesting happened that weekend. Uh, a what? guy named Ray Epps uh, uh-huh. was 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 uh, interviewed on 60 Minutes and it was a complete whitewash of his role. Uh, in January 6th, those of you who don't know, Ray Epps is the guy who said, let's go in to the Capitol, in to the Capitol. That guy who is who uh-huh. erased from the uh, the FBI's most wanted list shortly after January 6th and, and you know, claims he had he had no relationship with the FBI. That's still, in my opinion, questionable. So so he, now that happened in between. Now, now just want, I just want to recall or, or jog your memory. Who did Kevin McCarthy give the January 6th footage to? Tucker Carlson, did he not? Tucker Carlson, exactly. <laughs> not Fox mm. News, Tucker Carlson specifically. Yeah. So if, if, if Tucker Carlson was ready to, to throw this uh, lie of January 6th out the window and maybe show what that Ray Epps interview you know, how that was, was part of the propaganda. Um, you know, he was he was ready to do it maybe on Monday. Maybe he was prepping a show. And you remember what Chuck Schumer said on the Senate floor. He said, Rupert Murdoch, you can't let him show this footage. And, and guess what happened? Tucker Carlson gets fired. How about that? Well, most people watching believe it is ideological, for the simple reason, you got to look at it in light of all the other uh, uh, persecution and shutting down of opposing political opinions. Right or wrong, it kind of makes you wonder if they have to constantly censor and shut down dissent. What is it that they're hiding? Um, oh, and and I absolutely. yeah, you, you can look at it that way if you don't even know the details because people who are telling a lie people who are telling the truth they don't mind if uh, if they are challenged because they have the facts what about this notion are you expecting a huge uh, legal fight between Tucker Carlson well his attorney and Fox News in that now they are claiming a fraud and breach of contract did you read that? Actually, actually, no. I expect Fox News to capitulate. It seems that's what they do when it comes to lawsuits. <laughs> they capitulate. Yeah. So, you know, instead of fighting the, uh, the Dominion lawsuit and maybe getting discovery and, 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 and taking the fight to, uh, you know, they, they threw their hosts under the bus. They threw mm-hmm. their reputation under the bus. They threw the First Amendment under the bus by settling and giving them $800 million. For what? For reporting on what other people said? I mean, this is, this is absolutely um, you know, ridiculous. So I, they folded on that. 
they're going to fold on the Tucker uh, lawsuit. And I think one thing that, you know, has, has also come out is that Fox, Rupert Murdoch is looking to sell Fox News and you can't sell with a whole bunch of lawsuits. So that, you know, maybe that's one reason why they selfishly settled is they were trying to offload Fox News. Um, and, and if that's the case, they're going to settle with Tucker. So then they'll have another CNN, a totally worthless entity that that is a mouthpiece for the left. Um, I'm not so sure that they capitulated because they're weak. Isn't it possible they capitulated because that's the direction they wanted to go anyway? They wanted to go left anyway and have been going left for a long time now, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And, and you know, the, the thing is, is when they fired Bill O'Reilly, um, who was in Tucker's slot, that 8 p.m. slot, they fired Bill mm-hmm. O'Reilly for the Me Too stuff. He was one of the early victims of Me Too. And, and um, you know, uh, Bill O'Reilly gets gets the axe, and, but Fox's ratings kept trucking on. And the reason for that is because Bill O'Reilly had ratings because of Fox News. Tucker Carlson has rating had ra- uh, Fox News had ratings because because of, Tucker, of Carlson. Tucker Carlson. I think that's excellent. Most people tolerated Bill O'Reilly, who was a big blowhard because he had a good show. But then people saw Tucker Carlson and they said, "Oh, I like him so much better. He's so much more likable, and he was harder hitting." And uh, he seems still to be uh, looking towards the truth. Um, do you think that uh, he, there's gonna, he's going to have his own network, Tucker Carlson, with this whole notion of Twitter? It seems like a win-win for Tucker and uh, Elon Musk. What's, what, actually, what do you think? I, I, I actually think the Twitter show is going to be short-lived. I think, I think Tucker is going to get a network, and hopefully it's his network. Hopefully he starts one, you know, or um, he becomes part of OEN or Newsmax and, and, and gets control of those, those operations. The only reason I would go is if they gave me complete and total control of the, of the company. Um, and, and because here's the thing, um, Twitter is fantastic, but there is, and, and this, is, this is something that the left knows because they keep cutting the contracts with OAN and, and Newsmax and, and real American's voice can't get on, uh, can't get on cable channels. There is something to having uh, your, your network on, on your channel changer. And as, as long as we still have these, these channel changers and these, uh, these remote controls and you go up and down and you stop on that, on that news program to see what's going on. We're missing that if we're just, on online if we're just on Twitter. Um, and and yeah. quite frankly, I think Tucker needs to be on, on a cable news channel. And you know what I think? I think this is just the beginning. <laughs> I think we're going to see this as the opening salvo to him having a connection with the audience. He's, I mean, he had a newspaper before. I think he started, what was it, the Daily Caller? So yes, he, he, I don't think he's going to stop with just Twitter. But it is fun to watch, isn't it? Um, oh, how do people find Yeah, it's fun under, you know, considering all the other bad news we're watching, this is fun. Larry Ward, how do people find you on Twitter and other places? 
You can go to that Larry Ward uh, Twitter, and you can go to StandWithTucker.com and sign up petition. Very good. Larry Ward, so good to talk to you about this and really anything. We're going to wrap up the show with a, a little more revisiting of the Second Amendment and that shooting in Texas right after this. Karen Cataline filling in for Alan Nathan on the, on the Main Street Radio program. The pandemic is just one factor that forced companies to rethink the way they conduct business. In addition to remote employees, companies are uploading more data to the cloud and workers are using a wide variety of apps and devices. As a result, businesses are more susceptible to security breaches than ever before. For 10 years, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud has helped businesses improve security and minimize vulnerability. Security continues to be a top concern for businesses. According to JumpCloud Vice President Eric Brown, organizations need to reconsider their approach. Identity is the new center of IT and the foundation around which all IT infrastructure should be built. That's where we at JumpCloud come in. We help companies and people make work happen with secure, frictionless access to the apps and data they need with an open directory platform designed for identity transformation. To learn how JumpCloud can help your business, visit JumpCloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year, remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his his first first job, job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? 
or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner. Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, and this is the Main Street Radio Network, not the Main Street Radio program. Nevertheless, we have slips of the tongue. We're human. I am. That's for sure. Staying on on the line with us right now is CEO and founder of Invest USA, a national grassroots nonprofit for providing police with bulletproof vests. Michael Letts joins us here on the Alan Nathan Show. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? We're doing great, Karen. Thank you so much. Appreciate being the opportunity on your show. Well, and uh, we appreciate having you. Uh, it is so not fun to talk about mass shootings uh, in any way, shape, or form, but we have to. The Texas mass shooting that happened in Allen, Texas, the media seems to be going nuts over uh, creating this narrative of a white supremacist ideology. Meanwhile, they won't, they won't release the manifesto of the trans shooter, but they're pushing a narrative of white supremacy when wasn't the shooter Hispanic? Oh, they can call him a white Hispanic, but this is just divisive <laughs> nonsense. What's going on? What do you think? Well, quite frankly, you're exactly right, Karen. I mean, it is their narrative. Their narrative is to portray him as a white neo-Nazi uh, Trump MAGA supporter, shall we say. You know, of course, their main objective is to characterize conservatives as being the enemies of the, of the American people. But quite frankly, what they're doing is they are lying because they are not portraying and fulfilling the truth of what is going on out there. And let me give your listeners the objective so they know what can make the decision for themselves. 
First of all, let's talk about that particular incident in Texas. There were two instances that you were aware. There was a second one where a yes, a, a illegal immigrant took an SUV and killed seven. Uh, this particular active shooter killed nine. Uh, on the active shooter, of course, we were able to eliminate the threat and the assailant. If you will look and review the evidence, which I realize that most people don't have that access to, but upon review, and you look at the assailant, if you look on his left forearm. You will see, if you are involved in this type of situation at all, that he is tattooed with an international cartel marking. Those markings mm. go on death squads, okay? You don't get those markings by just walking into a tattoo shop one day. So, quite frankly, uh, also we understand that the gentleman with the SUV, who the illegal immigrant, both were illegal immigrants, ran down and killed seven also has ties to the drug cartel. Now, what why is an is international important? cartel, Mark? And what does well, that mean? I mean, just explain to those of us who don't remember, know. You're a member of the gang, the uh, 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 cartel. You see, there's a difference. There's, there's drug gangs, okay? You know, you have those in every city in America. And there's what we call international cartels. Those are the big boys. Those are the ones that literally are making billions, not millions, billions of dollars a year in human trafficking and in drug trading. Those are the ones that have the most at stake on the border situation. Now, when you look at the border situation, you know, Title 42 is supposed to end tomorrow. One would think that the cartels would be excited that it would allow additional illegal immigrants across. However, uh, Karen, where you use the analogy of me owning a gas station. If I have one on the corner, I'm getting all business. Two on the corner, it starts sweating. Three on the corner, it starts getting difficult. So when you open up the borders without any control, it provides more competition for the cartels. They don't want that. So they are sending some messages and speaking to establish territorial rights as this proceeds. The only way that we're going to be able to deal with this issue as Americans is we have to shut the border down, period. We have to determine that there is no longer illegal immigration across and those that are crossing illegally, that are coyotes that are dealing with uh, drugs or human trafficking, that we quickly bring that to an end and prosecute and eliminate that threat. That's how we're going to deal with the situation. The reality the of media. that is is next to nothing. You're talking about an administration that loves illegal immigration, celebrates Correct. it, and as I've said, it's indefensible that they would open the borders and open the floodgates to the whole world to to um, um, flood into the United States unvetted. So what we have to do and what what is happening are obviously two different things. So sadly, what can you what can you say we can do that's actually on the menu because what you're you know what you're saying is not unfortunately. Well, hey Karen, to be quite frank with you, it's going to get a whole lot worse. Not better. We just need to be honest with the, with the American public. What can we do? And here's the only thing that can be done. Obviously, we have to secure our borders. This administration will not do so. There is a provision, and this is what I'm going to ask all your listeners to help move this issue forward. Under the Constitution and under the War Powers Act, we have the ability to establish a military tribunal, either by our commander-in-chief, who's not going to do one because that would be against himself, or by the Speaker of the House. We need a military tribunal because we know our justice system has become fully corrupted and will not do anything to protect the American people. It's time for a military tribunal. We need to try for our national security reasons. This is a threat to national security. We need to remove this administration and bring one in that cares about the American people. Mm. 
Boy, that's something else that's not likely to happen, but we've got to talk about it, don't we? I mean, we, we have, have to talk, to talk about, about it. Another choice. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and really, Michael, there's still a lot of people who don't want to believe that what's happening is happening. Uh, right. Have you been able to make some headway in enlightening people? Because, you know, you don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you also want to alert people that uh, things are not okay in America. Well, so what do you, you do? Karen, here's the positive, is there is a lot of support gathering on the Hill for a military tribunal. Uh, I realize that is the last resort. It's the last thing I want to say on your show. But it's the only thing that we can do now because the American people are realizing this is not a Texas problem. This is not an Arizona or California problem. They have effectively moved enough of the illegal immigrants all across the country to where gangs are now and drug carteling is set up all across this country. And it is fixing to explode and will affect every American in urban America as well as rural America. And so we have to, if we're going to hold this country together, we have to unite and stand firmly as one body. Thank you for your um, uh, candor on this issue, Michael Letts. How do people find you at InvestUSA? If they go to our website, I-N-V-E-S-T-U-S-A.org, all this is listed on there as well as the fact that we're going to gear back up to make sure our Border Patrol agents have access to the vest. God bless you and thank you for your help. Well, thank you, Michael Letts. CEO of founder of Invest USA. So not only police, but also border border uh, patrols as well. Thank you. Well, that wraps it for this edition of the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline. Keep speaking up, keep speaking out, and talking the truth as you see it. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.